0: Welcome to this week's episode of Compound Your Knowledge. We have two papers to cover this week. The first is Research on the Financial Performance of Collectibles, and the second one is Purchasing Manager's Index and Factor Performance. Starting with the first paper on collectibles, uh, Elisabetta summarized a paper titled When Rationality Meets Passion on the Financial Performance of Collectibles. So it's a pretty uh, interesting topic. The authors looked at if it made sense to add art, wine, and cars to a more traditional portfolio from a risk-adjusted perspective. They looked at the period from 1998 to December 2016. What did the results show, Jack? Yes,
1: yeah, so this is an interesting paper, almost over 20 years, and kind of showed that some of these collectible items such as cars and wine actually did better than a lot of your traditional asset classes such as stocks, bonds. Um, So it's an interesting finding that, you know, these more collectible type items did well on just an absolute return basis. Yeah, yeah, cars and wine. So you should have bought cars and wine, right? That's interesting.
0: Um, What about liquidity and storage? Did, Did they look at anything there?
1: Yeah, so that, you know, they attempted to adjust for liquidity. Obviously, these are more liquid investments. You need to store them. Right. Um, I think they said after attempting to do this, which, you know, there's obviously one car argue over the methodology there. But after doing that, only cars produce like uh, excess return. Yeah. Um, but I think the big picture takeaway here, though, is just that collectibles such as cars, wine, you know, they can add a somewhat Diversified, non-correlated return source to like an investment portfolio right. at time, but you got to hold on to it, right? They can be a liquid, and you have to store these things. So, yeah.
0: well, and and we talked about it. You got to figure out what collectible to own is going to be worth more in the future, right? That's really hard. If anybody remembers, you know, I remember when I was a kid, the Beanie Babies were all the rage, right? Everybody thought Beanie Babies were going to be worth a million dollars. Now you you know you could give them away probably not even for free. People would charge you to, to hand them to them. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's almost the toughest point. What car do you buy today is gonna be worth more later.
1: I know, yeah, and we, uh, my best friend used, he has a couple hundred NES, original NES, like 8-bit Nintendo games, and we'd always make fun of them because he'd have them in you know his, his mom's basement, still had them. Yeah. And then when that new NES came out a couple of years ago, the price, all that thing went up, and he—he, he, I think he ended up selling like Bonk's Adventure, you know, mint in box for like $1,400. But he had to store it in his basement for 25 years <laughs> yeah. for it to have value, so right. Right. I don't yeah. know. Look look
0: in your basement for NES games. Yeah, and The other one I loved was the Tiger Woods card from Sports Illustrated for kids. Um, if anybody got that magazine when you were a little kid, there's a Tiger Woods card in there that the last I saw and I looked online before this in 2001, there was an article about it selling for $125,000. So it was top 10 most expensive trading card of all time. That's Up there with Honus Wagner um, (laughs) card. So that's a totally, you know, ridiculous thing. I had that magazine. I threw it in the trash when I was eight years old, right? So who knows? Anyway, uh, so the, the next paper we have this week is titled Purchasing Managers Index and Factor Performance. The author took a look at if there is a relationship between the PMI and the returns of common equity factors like value and momentum. So let's start very small here, Jack. What is the
1: Purchasing Managers Index? Yeah, so this is uh, based on you know survey across purchasing managers from you know four hundred big companies across I think nineteen different industries. Mm. The whole idea is to try to get a uh, idea as to you know what purchasing managers are doing. So they're looking at like orders, employment, supply, inventory, things like this. Yeah. Um, you know, you can dig into the details, but the whole idea is to try to understand if purchasing managers are viewing kind of things like growing or slowing down. And if the number is above 50, that means
0: it's growing. If the number is below 50, that means it's shrinking. If it's at 50, it's flat. Yeah. Um, so then the author then analyzed the relationship between the PMI, the S&P 500, and three common equity factors, namely value, size, and momentum. The factors represent long, short portfolios comprised of the top and bottom 10% of US stocks. Uh, what did the results show here, Jack?
1: Yeah. So, uh, looking at the three factors, so momentum, there was no relationship between, and again, we're looking at PMI, whether or not it's like increasing or decreasing. Right? So momentum, there's no relationship. i.e., just, there's kind of no relationship. However, for value and size, what we see is that, uh, there's generally a positive return to value when the PMI is increasing as well as size. However, when the PMI is decreasing, right, you get negative returns to value as well as size. Mm -hmm. So that's just the outset like average uh, that is found in in the article.
0: Right, and then then the the good follow-up, right, because then the next question is, can any of this be applied tactically, meaning Mm -hmm. can we use this knowledge uh, to make changes in our investment portfolio, right, over time? Um, And then the author took a look at that and, and what did that show?
1: Yeah, so it's basically, you know you have two strategies. One is you're just always long only, or you're always invested in the value factor, long short, same with size. Mm-hmm. Or the other one is you tactically time, right? And so uh, there was a Z-score technique was used to kind of normalize it. And if it was above one, you would, sorry, if it was below one, you would get out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what you found is this tactical model, whereby sometimes you get out when you know there's a negative, i.e. decrease in PMI. Uh, did better than just pure buy and hold uh, value long short as well as size. Yeah. Um, again, this is before transaction costs and all that, as well as just trying to invest in the actual value factor. It can be difficult in and of itself because it's a long short portfolio. Sure. But that factor itself, uh, it did appear that it, you could potentially use that information as you know, one source to maybe use as like a timing method.
0: Um, Because the the author then closes with this point, which I think is a a great point to remember for any type of research we cover here uh, at Alpha Architect. He said, we do not advocate investors to allocate to factors based on single economic variables like the PMI, right? But simply want to highlight an interesting relationship that warrants further research. PMI and factor data is available for most markets, which provides a good data set for additional analysis. Um, not all research is, you know, looking for a definitive answer. This is just a good thing to know. Um, but it's also just trying to, to educate both the author themselves and, and others who want to research it more. So, so keep that in mind when, when you hear something like this. Um, we have a mission here to educate it alpha architect, so you know we we definitely support this idea and this research uh that's all we have for this week of compound your knowledge we'll see you guys next week
2: the views expressed in this recording are the personal views of the participants as of the date indicated and do not necessarily reflect the views of alpha architect itself nothing contained in this recording constitutes investment legal tax or other advice and should not be viewed as a current or past recommendation or a solicitation of an offer to buy in this recording is based on current market conditions which will fluctuate and may be superseded by subsequent market events or for other reasons alpha architect does not resume any duty to update forward-looking statements the information in this recording has been developed internally and/ or obtained from sources believed to be reliable however no representation or warranty expressed or implied is made or given by or on behalf of alpha architect as to the accuracy and completeness of the information contained in this recording. Any liability as a result of this recording, including direct, indirect, special, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. Copyright 2018, Alpha Architect LLC. All rights reserved.